Today FM. It's that time of the week again. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. Aye, aye. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. No. Whatever you're about to say, no. Don't deny me the the platform I require to spread my hate rhetoric. <laughs> My beautiful rhetoric. You can't. You can't stop me. I have nothing to say. By the way, I'm just. I'm just defending myself against this man. I mean, like I'm. I'm an important part of society. People deserve to hear from me on a range. Share any topic. I'll give you an opinion. Anything. Dublin Airport taxi situation. I think it's absolutely fine. Working perfectly. The last time I needed a taxi, I needed two. In fact, walked out of the airport. Hello, sir. What do you need? I need two, three person. In you go, sir. And I was, it was perfect. Were the taxis there? Loads of taxis. Like literally 20 taxis in a row. Next. Not always the case. Well, that may very well be the well, case, Minister. But well, I, in my personal experience, which is all I can go on. What I'm tired of is get, eventually getting into the taxi and the taxi driver complaining about the Dublin Airport taxi situation to me all the way home. So I don't really care that much if, about them improving it. I just want them to stop telling me about it. That's why I want them to fix it. Is Uber in Ireland? Kind of. No. Kind of. You can use it. You just won't get much. Because it is phenomenal. Like, I know, as I said, it's going to sound like a bit of an idiot because people travel all over the world and they all use Uber and whatever. But when I was in America, I used Uber and Lyft, L-Y-F-T, mm. which is another option. Like, dear God, it's just amazing. There was one woman that drove us to a shopping mall on Easter Sunday, the first day we got there, because we thought that shopping mall would be open, something to do, everything else is closed. It was closed. So she started making phone calls to other shopping malls, other places the kids wanted to go to Target, try and buy Prime, whatever, ran a couple of Targets. (laughs) Then she waited for us, got us back in, and then drove us to the outlet malls that were open. She was like, and she was like, oh, it doesn't open for another five minutes. Do you just want to hang out in my car? And we were like, you're literally the nicest human alive. Now, I'm not sure like all taxi drivers, not all Uber drivers are this saint of a woman, but like, it's just such a phenomenal idea. And it struck me when I was in America. This is like, like hey, that show, Jack... uh, Ryan Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime <laughs> what a show David six years old this thing called Uber okay I, know. I mean this is going to catch on no, you mark on. my words it reminded me of when I first saw this which McDonald's? was in McDonald's which was in Russia in 1995 everyone was an Uber what you would do is this was this was completely standard practice I don't know if it is now so I haven't been back there since 1996 so I don't know but what you would do is you would just literally put your hand out and a ladder would just screech to a halt. Is that not hitchhiking? Yeah. Well, okay, but it was, but it was like it had the elements of Uber. Like you know the way Uber, you go on and you say, "I want to go to mm. wherever," and it gives you the price. Yeah. And you don't haggle. So this guy would open. He'd roll down. He wouldn't open the door. He'd roll down his window and go, "Gdia," which is where. And he actually say, "Kuda," which is to where. Whatever. Kuda, and he'd say, "I want to go to this place," and he'd go, eh, twenty quid," and you go, "No, five. and you go, fifteen. And you go, ten. You go, okay, get in. And you get in and he'd just be on his way home. That just, is haggling. Yeah. No, what I mean, sorry, what I mean is you're, you're, you had it done before you got into the car. Uh, <laughs> you get in, you drive there. He doesn't care who you are. He's not interested in anything. He's just yeah, He's just going to tie home. you up in his basement. No, yeah. he doesn't mind. This was, I did this at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I did it at 4 o'clock in the morning. I did it at midnight. I did it at 8 p.m., whatever. No matter where you went, you just put your hand out. You just uh, Any car would just stop and go, where do you want to go? And then he'd be thinking about it going, well, I'm going that way. You want to go, okay, well, go on. And just get in and just get driven. It was brilliant. Do you ever think Flawless. that they were just saw you and went, he's not from around these parts. Oh, no. Is he just throwing his hand out in the road? <laughs> oh, Let's just no. take him and charge him money. No, it was standard across the board. Everybody, sure Russians did. did it. Americans did it. We did it. It was amazing. What I don't understand is that we've lost 30,000 taxis and people are like, what are we going to do about the taxis? And you're like, uh, Uber. Mm. No. No, not allowed. No, we can't. But we want to solve it. Okay, solve it like that. No. No, we're just, <laughs> you should stand on the road for longer till we make up our minds. Or a novel idea, late night public transport. What? Burn the witch! <laughs> the night link was the best thing because it was running with, during the week the when thing. I was in college and it was the best thing ever. It was yeah. four quid. Plus it was a party. Oh my God, one night, it was the night before Paddy's Day. 
we got the night link home and a group of lads got on the bus on West, Westmoreland Street? Yeah, Westmoreland Street, as my dad calls it. <laughs> <laughs> Westmoreland Street. And, it's a southern bell yeah, for some reason. And they had, maybe, uh, this is not the kindest thing in the entire world, but they sure. robbed a giant tiger out of Charlie's across the road. Probably not a restaurant. great thing, but okay. No, but it was very funny to be sitting on a bus at like half one in the morning. A load of lads came on. They're like, way!" <laughs> so it was absolutely packed the rafters. Then a chant starts going of Paddy's Day. Paddy's Day Paddy's Day <laughs> and the whole way home everyone's just chanting and it wasn't Paddy's Day it was the day before oh, and right, then okay. it would go bring out the helmets bring out the best and everyone just launched into the theme song <laughs> for helmets like, just like one best mayonnaise bring out the helmets bring out the best as everyone's passing along the tiger that had been robbed from Charlie's like there was girls crying there was people eating chipper there was probably someone getting sick somewhere along the line and it was the best part of my entire night out and it cost me four euros that is phenomenal yes bring, bring back, back public transport link. definitely alright this is the best of Dermot and Dave podcast in here you will get all the mess and none of the music not even any of the interviews it's just all the crack we had from during the week you turned into Donald Trump there do I? all the mess and none of the music not even any of the interviews <laughs> and, then, and, and there were great interviews but there were all the mess interviews and there were <laughs> the best of Dermot and Dave enjoy it The memories of the Aviva on Saturday. I was there to see Monster Beat Leinster, which has become a little bit like a solar eclipse of late. Doesn't happen very often, but man, when it happens, it's stunning. It's blinding. Am I right in thinking it was a like a, a Raj-esque drop goal that Yeah, Jack Crowley in the dying minutes drop gold absolutely hit it so sweet is there anything sweeter than a just a perfectly hit drop gold because usually you're waiting for them to just sort of spiral out in some kind of S shape into the crowd but no straight between the posts brilliant and, and look you know as a Leinster um, I won't say fan I'll be honest as a Leinster observer you know from this wonderful <laughs> province of ours observer uh we we kick your ass. So like like let's yeah. be dominating Irish rugby like and European rugby. So this was out of the ordinary. Yeah, it was. I think it was it. Um, they won eleven out of the twelve meeting last right. at the Aviva. So it, you know it was. I guess the bookies would have had Leinster to win, but look, it wasn't their strongest side there. But Munster played absolutely out of their skins, and yeah, a glorious drop goal and dying minutes gave us all something to celebrate. And we're into the final of the URC, which unfortunately is happening in South Africa in two weeks. <laughs> there is that. Um, so I don't know what kind of Munster support is going to be down there, because uh, it's a bit of a schlep, as they say. But look, we're delighted to be in a final, and all the Munster fans were celebrating. And it was great, as my friend Marcus kept reminding me as we walked around Leafy, Sandy Mount and Dublin 4. It was great to be able to walk around there in a Munster jersey and not feel ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) And not be heading off to the dart with our tail between our legs. It was great. We puffed out the chest and we hung around extra long. You had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. Mm. My daughters made their communion. Congratulations, Nina and Anna. They had a ball. We went down to Kilkenny. We stayed in the New Park Hotel. Blah, blah, blah. Brilliant. Amazing. Got home yesterday evening... Around half six. And things changed. <laughs> Don't you laugh. It's not funny. I got a WhatsApp message from the fixtures secretary of Pormarnock AFC. Fixture secretary, secretary. To those of you who have been following the story, you'll know that I coach my daughter's team, but I also coach my son's team, and the under-11s have made it through to the Hackett Cup final. The initial issue was that the match clashed with the communion. Mm. But the gods saw fit to move all of the finals because they're all scheduled in the one venue in the one day, two days over the weekend. Mm. And they moved the finals and they moved them to the weekend of the 26th, 27th, and 28th of May. So now you wouldn't have to choose between your sons or your daughters. They could have their separate celebrations. Except, as I explained to you at the time, that weekend is the weekend I'm in Hamburg to see Metallica, okay? Twice. Twice. The Friday (laughs) night and the Sunday night. The match is on on the Monday. 
So in case anyone ever doubts my commitment, you know what I did when I found out that that was when it was on? I went online and I bought tick flights to fly back from Metallica to be in Ireland at the game, coach the lads, either commiserate or celebrate the win, then fly back to Metallica on the Sunday, meet up my mates, go to the second show. I, I, I am committed, however. <laughs> the message that came in from the fixture secretary is that in their wisdom, the DDSL have decided to shift the time of the final that was already supposed to happen this weekend. It was meant to be at, at one, half, o'clock. One, o'clock, 1 o'clock, giving you time to come back on a morning flight. I arrive at 11.45 a.m. I can get a taxi from Dublin Airport to the AOL in Clonshock. It's under the flight path. It's practically there. Kickoff is 10.45. They moved it to 10.45. So now you can't get a flight early enough to get back. I've checked Hamburg to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Dublin. Hamburg to London, London to Dublin. Hamburg to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Dublin. There is no way I can be in the AUL in Clonshock on Saturday morning. You have now have to choose between your two great loves, your children and Metallica. Now, can I just say, well, I'm just imagining if I was having this conversation with my missus, mm. what she would say. Mm. She would say, can you not just go to one gig? Well, I do, you could go to see... Metallica on the Sunday, no problem. You see, no. <laughs> you see, let's go back to Metallica for a second, right? Because Metallica are on a tour of their new album, 72 Seasons, and they're doing something they've never done before, which is they're playing two sets, no repeats, two separate different sets, no repeats. It's a, it's a Metallica weekend. And Very the, clever, it's isn't it? It's so good because you get, you buy one ticket and you sit in the same seat for the two nights. And you see two completely different shows. And I can't not see these two shows because if I see one, I'm only seeing half of the show effectively. Plus, this is something from myself and my two friends, David and Liam. Three of us are going together. This is a bonding thing for the three of us. Oh, listen, you don't have to convince me. (laughs) We want to go. You just have to convince your child. I was already... Missing out on the Saturday is the free day. Mm-hmm. And I was already missing out on oh. the schnitzel and guitar shopping and vice beer and pretzels and all the things we were going to do on the Saturday because I was flying home in the morning, leaving, the, abandoning the lads for 24 hours. Abandoning the lads. To come back and coach the under-11s in the Hackett Cup final. Well, what are you going to do? You can do both. You can see Metallica. I can't. You can coach your son. I can't. I can see half of Metallica. How? You, but you won't son. be able to enjoy yourself. Because remember, for the semi-final, you couldn't sleep. So what are you going to be like now for the final? And then you're not even there. And what will happen if you, God forbid, get the news that they lost and you weren't there? Dad, why weren't you there? <laughs> <laughs> the other dads are there. <laughs> I... I I l- hey, was looking Sam, for listen. you in the crowd, but I, I thought I saw you. It was a man in a yellow jumper, but it wasn't, it wasn't you. What? I can't hear you, son. Sorry, did you say you won? Good lad, I'll call you later. I'm just in the Metallica. No. Daddy had to see his favourite band twice. <laughs> Best of luck. Look, hang on. Please, Best of luck. please understand my commitment. I have bought airline tickets that are now redundant. What are we going to do? I'm going to push them out to some other thing that I'm going to go to some other point of the time in the future? Someone's asking, do you know anyone with a private jet? You could come back. But Metallica lends you their jet. They do have a jet. They could come back. The whole band could come to the match. Oh, my God. I'm about to show for the match with the lads. <laughs> yeah! Port Marnaca! <laughs> that would be the crack. I don't know anyone with a jet. I don't know how in the hell I can get from Hamburg back to Dublin. Where, which way are you leaning now? So you're you're going to miss the can, football. Can you, can you hear this music? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have... Look. I don't... Like, I have to go to Metallica. I have to. I paid for the flights, the tickets, the accommodation. <laughs> I have to go. It's a whole weekend. It's a whole thing. Mm. You have weekends in your life, Derm. You've, you know, golf weekends, you know, the Three Brothers tournament and... 
the East versus West, your friends who've yeah. traveled over the Shannon versus the ones who stayed there side of the Shannon. These are important points in your calendar. This has been in our calendar since late last year. We are this is a thing and it's kind of sustaining us all. Yeah, you don't have to convince me, Dave. It's it's done. Dad, where are you? I had to get a lift with another parent. What do you think? Oh eight seven four one hundred one oh two. I scored and I turned around and you weren't there. I didn't want to go to McDonald's after the match. I was too sad. These these kids are on high protein meals. This has ever gotten to the final. They're all shaking their way first thing in the morning. Uh, oh. What do you think Dave should do? Should he pick Metallica, the two shows, or should he just come home? I, can I just say, before you judge me, I have tried so hard for this to work. Oh, I have, listen. I have I know. committed to creator. so much effort and time. What does Tracy think? She's kind of just giving me the side eye in the sense that she's like, just get over yourself. I think it's mainly her piece of advice. is like, just pick whatever you're doing and do it. <laughs> Stop going on about it. Because I keep having existential crises with her at night in bed. I'm going, but I don't want to miss them. She's like, shut up about the final at Metallica. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick of it. There's such big deals in our lives, though. They're massive. Do you remember me in January? Trying to work out the logistics of getting to Tilburg in the Netherlands. Yes, and to see that, to see Carnival, Carnival, the Australian prog lads. Back to Bristol for sleep token. <laughs> I mean, the, I, <laughs> how is that going to do it? These are the challenges. This is what we have to deal with. Any, no one will ever understand, Dave. Any help? Fans on, yeah, playing gigs, golf, football, there's rugby. Oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. Drop us a text. Drop us a WhatsApp. A WhatsApp. And as my wife constantly said to me last <laughs> night, as I tapped her on the shoulder again, and she just went, "Dave, will you please just shut up?" So here's Black Eyed Peas and shut up on today. Dermot and Dave playing the music you know. Kira's been on. Now, Dave, when you were trying to get this one over last week, was it not like? Oh, I've coached these lads since they were so small and it's going to be the last time they'll play together as a team and it's so important and morale and, you know, us as dads and the club and Sam and now it's like, forget the club, forget the kids, forget the history, forget all of that. Metallica, you're losing the nation on this one, Dave. So Kira's not impressed with me at all. But then Jennifer says... Good morning, lads. I was just thinking the exact same thing as that lady, Dave. You just, you're not meant to be at your lad's football match. Your son just... He doesn't. He, he clearly doesn't want you there, so you're not meant to be there. So just don't be there. Go maybe, to Metallica. Maybe this is an opportunity for growth for your son. <laughs> to actually, independence, resilience. Yeah, without leaning on his father for the big game. Jay, I said I look. Here's what I did. I bought a return flight on Aer Lingus to come home on the Saturday morning in time for the match mm. and fly back on the Sunday morning in time for the Metallica show. I said I tried everything. Jay's given out. Dave, you haven't tried hard enough because there's a flight leaving Hamburg at 6.15 a.m. and arriving in Dublin at 9.50 via uh, Munich. So, I don't know. Are you really trying hard enough? I am currently now, based on the suggestions that have come in from you guys on 87 102 looking at options. Uh, 6.25, there's a flight from Eindhoven, Dave. Uh, the it'll arrive in at 8.20 rent a car and drive the five hours from Hamburg to Eindhoven is one suggestion <laughs> but then someone else fall asleep on the sideline <laughs> in fairness someone has found a flight from ha- Hamburg to Copenhagen Copenhagen to Dublin it leaves Hamburg at 6.25am and arrives into Dublin at 9.25am obviously I've got to make sure the flights aren't missed but then on SAS there is another flight direct Oh, it's not direct, is it? No, it's not. I thought it was direct. I'm not sure these flights. Oh, sorry, no, no, sorry, I'm on the wrong website. There are so, so many websites open. There is a direct flight from Hamburg to Dublin, but it's six six hundred and ninety-three euro <laughs> one way. Um, someone says you should ask the kids what they think you should do. Have you actually sat down with Sam and said, "Look, here's my dilemma. I want to be there for your game, but also I want to be there for Metallica." <laughs> what do you think? He might just go, Dad. You should go to Metallica. And then everyone no. wins. He's happy. I've already had this conversation with him in, in, in a, when it was clashing with the communion. 
he was upset that I wouldn't be there for the warm-up. When it was clashing with Metallica, he was resigned to the fact, but <laughs> upset that I wouldn't be there at all. Dave, would you not write a strongly worded letter to the DDSL to change the fixture time? This is the easiest option. It's not! It is, just swap it out with another match. You know, Grant, you might have, you know, 44 annoyed parents. <laughs> what? But Here's the thing. <laughs> They have spent an inordinate amount of time and effort to create an Excel sheet with all of the games kicking off and all of these scheduled appointments throughout the weekend to manage the finals for every age group there is. And then one coach, one coach goes, I'm going to go to Metallica in Hamburg. Can you change the entire Excel file? Like, they're fully within their rights to tell me to hey, go and take a hike. You know how the world works? Grease the machine. With 693 euros know, spending the flight. Open the drawers in here today, FM. Get a few concert tickets out there. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, the DDSL. I know you can't change the match, but here, a couple of pink tickets. This is Today yeah. FM. Hi, Kate. Hi, how are you? You're a fresh food advisor. <laughs> yes, I am. So what do you do? Walk up to a thing of bananas and go, lads, I think you should really <laughs> take a career break. You should be in a smoothie. Yeah. What, do you, how, what does that mean? So um, I do a lot of HACCP and food safety training, but I also do a lot of concepts and I work for the Barry Group, so all the cost cutters and quick right. kicks around the country. And come here, is so that what that's called? Training. H-A-A-C-P is HACCP? HACCP, yeah. I've never heard that yeah. said out loud before, but I've always seen it on there signs. <laughs> this is an exciting <laughs> day. And yeah, so, so you tell them <laughs> you should put now the fresh blueberries up here because people love that. Yeah, I do a lot of that actually, but then all the deli training as well. So, uh, can I ask a question about delis? Oh, and this is completely in general, not uh, not about any one specific deli. But you know the way you have a big tub of, say, egg mayonnaise, right? Yeah, and then, for that. No, then, <laughs> <laughs> then like throughout the day, the egg mayonnaise it would you know it turns slightly, but but yeah, yeah, by the end of the day, would have a bit of color. same with the tuna and the tuna as well. Would that then be yeah. okay to be stirred around and put back there the next day, or does that have to be chucked and fresh egg salad put in? Technically, it would be fine if once it was made fresh that day. So right. There's very strict rules regarding food and how long you can keep something. Gotcha. So I was just saying. Day say, of production plus two days is, um, is, is fine. the general rule. Okay. Why do yeah. the people, I'd be happy if they just stirred it. Why do they leave it like tur- turning <laughs> a different <laughs> colour and then go, the would you like some of this? Yeah. Because they're not <laughs> listening to Kate, who is their fresh food <laughs> exactly. advisor. For God's sake, stir it every two hours, lads. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Every few minutes, just give it a stir. Give it a stir. Anyway. Kate, my yeah. S has a C, 550 euro. What do you think it is? My son has a conniption. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even know how to spell conniption. I wouldn't know, I know if it was a no, C or a K. Sure, but I made it up. I yeah. know I made it up. I think. But, okay. Um, yeah. And do you have a son? No, I don't. Actually, I have two daughters, right. and my my daughter Kara is going to be eighteen next Monday. No so way! Happy birthday, ah, happy birthday, Kara! Yes. Oh, she'll Thank only be you, living yeah, at home now for another 30 years. <laughs> I'd say another week. <laughs> My son has a conniption, yeah. Kate, is wrong, but thank you very much for telling oh, us no. about HACCP. And well, turned... listen, I think you um, should definitely go to Metallica in Hamburg. Oh, That's thank you. Two, two cents worth. I appreciate I your support. Maybe, um, a, maybe a blanket. <laughs> 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 Look at you, you're there offering with one hand and taking with the other. I, I mean, That's, oh, a yeah. she's, that's commerce for you, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate is big. No. Ashling is big. No, Kate is Kate, big, biz, right. big business. <laughs> uh, Kate, the buzzer didn't go off. We're really sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Look at that. All have right, a, let's have a great time. And you anyway. too. Thank you, Kate. Thanks have for the support. Bye, 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 bye. So we got Ashling, I, I think. I think so, yeah. Ashling. Ashling? Hey! What's up? You in Kildare, Ashling? Oh, she's gone again. She's gone again. Oh, what? Something wrong with her phone, I think. Okay, we have to leave Ashley's guest there. Oh, do we know talking. what her guest was? We do, yeah. Will we say it? What is it? Well, we'll depend on Carl knows. Yeah. No, no, you know. It's on your thing in front of you. But will we say it out loud or will we leave it be? Yeah, say, it. Say, it. say it. She would have said it. Okay, Ashley. What's your guest there? My, um, hello? Yeah, hi, Ashley. Yeah, Ashley. Hi, hello? Ashley, you want a blanket? <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, okay, thanks, guys. What's your guest from my SSC, Ashley? I was thinking my sofa has a cover. What? No. That's not right. So what are you no. doing on the phone, Ashley? You're wrecking everyone's head. Uh, not, 
Not much. Just uh, just doing some housework. <laughs> Hello? Mir, where are you from? Kildare. I was in Kildare yesterday. I went to Kildare Village. Oh, yeah? It's great fun altogether, yeah? Did you have a nice time? I did, yeah. Have you ever been there yourself? Hello? Cash, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think your phone is broken. <laughs> funny the things songs do to you looking at no scrubs written on the screen in front of me here thinking oh yeah we need washing up liquid let's get some later <laughs> there's no wow. scrubbing going on in my house hey whoa hey, hey whoa there trigger happy Cahill is sitting in for Dave here uh, I know I started talking about washing up liquid there's no need to cut me off it's funny Emer was saying that this music reminds her of being small and sick from school National school, I'm presuming. Uh, whereas, reminds me of being uh, off in college and not going to my nine o'clock lecture and choosing instead to just sit down and eat cereal and watch Richard and Judy. Oh, the dream days. That element of freedom. I remember you'd make that decision of, I'm not going into college today. And then suddenly the whole world opened up in front of me. I'm more impressed that you were up at 9am when you were a college student. I think I sat pre-midday for about two and a half years. <laughs> well, how long does this morning go on until? Till twelve, maybe. Yeah, yeah you might have caught the last half. I had the whole morning. Yeah, I come true. in for the quiz at the end. <laughs> yeah. Would you remember the guy in the Richard Judy days? He used to tell the weather, but he was on the Thames. Yes. And he used to be like bouncing around, and like he'd go over here in Scotland, like run up and then jump. Oh God! All yeah. I wanted was his job. Maybe that's why I got into media. But he'd jump, and then there'd be a big cheer from all the tourists who would be watching him. <laughs> yeah. And I think I really want to be one of those people. And you're hoping, waiting that it'll be the day where he slips and falls in. It never Which happened. I think he did. Oh, he did maybe slip and fall in Once. at one point. Yeah, I'm going to have to go and watch that. Uh, do they still do the weather you jump around in? No? I don't know. I haven't they seen should. it. Yeah. Uh, they should. 87 4100 uh, Philip and Holly, there's no facts. It's tabloid gossip. Well, you know when the tabloids get hold of something like that, they're just going to run and run, run and run with it. Um, God, when I was off sick, lads, from school, it was Knott's Landing and the Love Boat. There's someone clearly uh, who, like myself, grew up in two-channel land. They're the old RTE staples. Uh, Emer doesn't know oh, what do we're know talking about. Oh, I do know the Love Boat. The Love Boat, yeah. It was, um, it was a cruise ship. Yeah, I think it was probably 70s, yeah, that, like that TV show. Boat. It was a, a, a theme tune. The Love Boat. Soon we'll be making another run. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out of some weird memory file. I did not know what was in there. <laughs> and that's all I know of the song. It had that, remember Odd Job from the Bond movies? No, lost me again. Uh, he was a little person who had a hat that he threw, that, uh, like, kind of like a, a really angry Peaky Blinder. Yeah. The, the hat could chop someone's head off. Oh, cool. He was in The Love Boat. I think that's No, with the hat. Uh, no, he didn't no. have the killer hat. That would be a different show altogether. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are the shows that remind you of being off sick from school? Uh, I, I definitely remember the music for uh, that Australian show, The Sullivans, um, which uh, used to come up. But actually, I remember being sick from school and RT actually didn't start until like 11 o'clock or something. No, you probably wouldn't or have. Or possibly yeah. maybe even in the afternoon. Like they just didn't work mornings. They were actually hybrid working uh, time long, long before, before it was popular. Terminal yeah. Dave. Playing the music you know. June is on the way, not the month, uh, this lady. Good morning, Dermot. Um, I'm not referring to when I was all sick, but I'm referring to the earliest thing I can remember on TV. I'm showing my age now. And that was Pinky and Perky, two little pigs. We belong together. Anybody else remember those? Bye. No, June, but I insist you sing the entire theme tune. Get back on your phone. Leave a voice note of singing that entire theme tune in that voice. We need more of it. All right, Dermot. I'll do it for a lap leg. <laughs> we belong together. You for me and me for you. I don't know the words of this bit. We belong together. You have to Google them. They're hilarious. Bye. Terminal Dave. Playing the music you know. Paula's in loud. Hello, Paula. Good morning. How are you? We're doing very well. Good. Good. Will you get out in that little bit of sunshine today? Oh, well, after dinner, yeah. When I finish work. Good stuff. What do you think my S has a C stands for? We'll give you 650 quid, Paula. Uh, My sister has a crush. My sister has a crush. Anyone in particular you had a crush on when you were a teenager, maybe? Or posters that you have on your wall? 
Ali Campbell from UB40. <laughs> <laughs> that was the lead singer, yeah? Yeah. I didn't... I think this is the first time I've ever heard anyone say they had a crush on the, sing, on the lead singer of UB40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <are>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what was it about him that you liked? Just loved the music. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a bit good looking too in the, in the 80s. Yeah, that was funny. And we ever saw them on top of the pops, there was barely room for them all on the stage because it was about 35 exactly. people in the band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sister as a crush is not the answer we're looking for, Paula. Okay, no problem. All right, look, have a great day. This is Today FM. I just ended up going down a UB40 wormhole there <laughs> in the studio about Ali Campbell. We were talking to Paula, I think it was. Uh, who was saying that uh, her pin-up when she was a teenager on the her bedroom wall was Ali Campbell from UB40. I don't remember yeah, who's posters I had. I had AHA. I was a big AHA fan. And Madonna. And then I went into Def Leppard and cooler bands like that. Yeah. Who did you have, Carl? Who's it? What post? Do you have any posters? I'm trying to think, like... I had posters of cars on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Lamborghinis and, and two purlers that's all I had <laughs> uh, I can't, yeah I can't think oh boys on I had a big poster of Stephen Gately which when he came out bearing in mind I was eight I was very obsessed I ripped down and replaced with a poster of Princess Diana who'd recently died because I thought that would be appropriate <laughs> weird like keeping your poster choice uh, topical with the news yeah it's interesting for an eight year old I may, have, may or may not have scribbled over Stephen Gailey's face I was really upset I thought we were going to get married so I was needless to say quite upset that my husband-to-be had come out nationally and hadn't even told me <laughs> heartbroken and eight oh uh, and were you a Westlife fan at all? Yes, graduated into Westlife. Were you annoyed when Brian left? No, I didn't. I was not bothered about Brian leaving. And then I went from I'm trying to think now. I went from Westlife to Busted, and then everything just got mm. a bit weird for a while. I didn't realize that when Ali, uh, what's his name again? Yes. Ali Campbell. Ali Campbell left UB40 in 2008 and wanted to do the solo stuff. That his brother took over. Oh. And then they had this massive falling out, and he said his brother's performances made his skin crawl. And they've been estranged ever since. Oh my God, they're like the Gallagher brothers. Yeah, you know the way we laugh at those articles that say you'll you'll never guess what these teen stars look like now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a child that when they were 10 and now they're 40. Of course they don't look the same. I will say, Ali Campbell looks very different now to his UB40 days. In his defence, he was pictured obviously on holiday somewhere on a balcony and he's got a glass of wine and a fag in his hand. He's, he's living his, his best life. His best Costadel life. And he's got a, he's definitely got like, you know, beer gut goals. If, if That man has put a few glasses of red away, put it that way. Yeah. A lot of steak dinners. And his shirt is, uh, is open across his uh, chest and just open enough that you can see he has a nipple ring. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you <laughs> at six, 64 years old, if you're still strutting the nipple rings, I don't know, a bit of respect there, yeah, I think. More power to him. I'm not sure if Paula would put that poster on her wall. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Dermot, I had a poster of Howard Jones over my bed. I was obsessed. Uh, I was a big fan of Howard Jones. Kyle wouldn't even know who the hell Howard Jones is. In fact, Emer, you probably no. don't even remember Howard Jones. Yeah, no, he lost me there. He was like a centre forward for Aston Villa. <laughs> no, he was like a keyboard pop star from the 80s. I ended up, I was a big fan of his. And then one time I met him in Edinburgh at the comedy festival there. And we ended up hanging out. And I spent the night with like my 80s pop hero. Oh. I had posters of him as well. It was really cool. Uh, very sound lad. Did you play it cool? Uh, I did, I think I did, yeah. yeah. Back in those days, I could handle a pint. <laughs> yeah. But now I've like two two swigs and I'm talking absolute rubbish. Um, is it Philip? Do we have got Philip? Are you looking Paul. at Sarah. Paul. I'll go for Sarah. 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 <laughs> Lads, I had the Osbournes. Do you remember the Osbournes reality show? Sharon! I had the Osbournes posters all over my room. I was so obsessed that my mum actually got me four Osbourne dolls. Sharon, Ozzy, Jack and Kelly. She got them all the way from the US. Complete with swear voice box. So when you press them, they would say the rudest of things. But the funny <laughs> thing was, I was 10 going on 11. I don't think my mum realised what the Osbournes actually represented. <laughs> <laughs> I love when mothers don't have a clue. I remember my mother bought myself and my brother these duvet covers and they were all the horoscopes, you know, the signs of the zodiac. 
And we were like, oh, all right, cool. She's got these lovely things, you know, the lovely design on them. She didn't know what it was. But each sign of the zodiac was a different sexual position. <laughs> we, we were just going, okay, thanks. And you're like, do we just put them on the bed? And we're like, you were absolutely putting these on the bed and we'll see how long it takes for her to notice. Weeks went by until eventually we just went, have a look at the duvet. And she's like, what, what? They're lovely duvets. I got them in town. We got them in Todd's. And it was like, well, no, really look at them. <gasps> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, their souls, my children's souls, they're going to hell. This is Today FM. I remember my mum bought me a t shirt saying, if you don't smoke, I won't fart. <laughs> I wore the t shirt everywhere. <laughs> what was the thinking behind that? Maybe it was like encouraging you not to smoke, basically. Or she was trying to protect you from passive smoking. If you don't smoke, I won't. She obviously thought it was funny. Weird t-shirt. Catherine has been on as well. Morning, lads. When I was about 12, I'd say, my granny actually bought me a, a, a present of what she thought was a cute little rabbit on a necklace and earrings. Um, and it was actually the Playboy bunny. Um, so there I was, 12 years of age, going around with a Playboy bunny necklace and earrings, thinking I was the business. <laughs> I think there was a lot of that. My mother, again, bought us other duvet covers that were the Playboy. It was just a big Playboy bunny. Yeah. Um, I think it was a thing. My sister Dervla, I have a feeling she might have had a Playboy bunny phone cover or something like that. Yeah. Even just... Didn't get it. It was you early two thousands. I had a massive resurgence because I remember being out in Blanchardstown. We were taking it to Blanchardstown for the day for my friend's birthday. We were shopping, <laughs> and she snuck. We were like let off, and she went to a shop called Golden Spiderweb, and spent fourteen euro <laughs> on a black Playboy tracksuit that also, if you held it up to the light, was such bad quality that you could. It was practically see through, <laughs> and there was. Like murder, we all go back to her house for like pizza afterwards, and there was the murder in her and her mother. I just said, I got the tracksuit. You shouldn't have bought the tracksuit. Yeah. But wasn't that reality show on uh, TV yeah, around that the, time? The Girls of the Playboy Mansion. Girls of the Playboy oh, Mansion. So I heard a friend told yeah. me. <laughs> it was on that one time. I saw. <laughs> Actually, someone else on the text says I bought my daughter a Playboy handbag to go with her pink and white confirmation outfit. It's that color because you look at it and you go pink and white, cute. Bunny, cute. Yeah. And then you forget about the fact that it's associated with Playboy. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just a duvet set with Hugh Hefner in his robe. Every child's dream. <laughs> Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Particularly poignant as my best friend is still not here. Dave has the sore throat from hell. And he's still out sick. But we're talking about friends of a different kind. The friends we've never met, Emer. Yeah, I was walking to work this morning and I passed someone I've seen every day for the last, I'd say, three years. See each other every morning. I've never spoken to him. Like, it's one of the most consistent people in my life. I know if I'm late for work or if I'm early for work. I know how he's doing in his life. I know I could judge the weather based on what he's wearing. If it's really warm outside, I'm like, oh... <laughs> in shorts today but we've never spoken we've never even looked each other in the eye I have no idea what he does for a living I have no idea where he lives what he, where he's from his life story but he's one of the, I see him more than my parents <laughs> I see him more than some of my closest friends it is strange that we can spend more time with strangers we've never spoken to than the people who are actually meant to be super important in our yeah, life we just have a fleeting uh, like I look at him but like I've never I'd never say hello maybe I should but I was thinking then about like when you got like I, for years, mm. I got the same bus into work every time, and at the same time every morning, and I would see the same people at the bus stop. I'd often end up sitting next to the same person. I'd know their stops. I'd know, oh well, you know, she wasn't on the bus. I wonder if she on a day off today now, or is she late? And sometimes you see them running. You're like, no, you're meant to be on my bus. <laughs> but one day I just stopped. I moved, moved house, so I stopped getting the bus, and I often think. Do the people who are on my number nine bus, do they think of me and go, I wonder what ever happened to your woman with the red hair who was always running for the bus? <laughs> is it like, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, does anyone hear it? When you move away, do those people just cease to exist? That's it, yeah. Or are they all <laughs> in my own head? Like, if I got the bus now, at that time, from where I used to live, would I get, would I get on and people like, she's back. Like, I used to, sometimes people, you'd see them the day before, and you'd be like, ah, they're not looking very well. A bit sniffly like this is obviously pre-COVID and they get in the bus maybe sniffly or whatever and then you wouldn't see them for a day or two like 
Yeah. I knew they were coming down with something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I get coffee in the same place pretty much every day around the corner from here. A place called Ball the Ball Barista. How are you, Buzz? And uh, I see the same people in the queue. I've never spoken to them, but you you start to build up some kind of a bond. But even though there's no conversation, yeah. there's a feeling. You get a feeling when you're standing near them, uh, you know, that they're friends, that you know them. I feel like I could tell this guy anything. But then there's also the added fear. Like if, for example, someday I, I was walking to work and I tripped and fell and I, for some reason he either helped me or saw, I'd have to change my route because the magic has been broken. We have a fleeting passing moment every day and that is it. Do you not want to meet? Do you not want to say hello? No, I kind of don't. I kind of just like that I can, like I can just look at this guy walking by and go, <laughs> Do you know what's happening to you? You're living in the first 20 minutes of a rom-com I, uh, and you never get that. beyond it. You, you just stay strangers. <laughs> That's it forever. <laughs> yeah, Until yeah. I fall and then I, I fall and he's a prince. That's it. That's the only logic. If you were living story. in the country, this wouldn't be happening. You'd be saying hello to this person every morning. At least, if you, especially if you pass them more than three or four times, eventually, if you're down the country, you would start striking conversation with this person. Them every day, and it's a great thing. It's like the, it's like the salute in the car. Oh, There's country people down there; they, they're just saluting everybody. I think it's not that country people are more friendly; it's that. You, there's, there's no one else around so you end up having to talk to them whereas a, a city is big enough to cope with, with people not having conversations with each other all the time right? you, you never get you never get to work you'd just be chatting to the same people yeah. over and over again like if I met that guy every morning neither does ever get to work because you'd have to stop and have a chat with Harry <laughs> and what's going on just a nod like uh, just hello I, good morning that, like, if, it's a, if it's a miserable L morning I might go huh you know, that would be the extent of I do that at any walk of it, it, it doesn't happen because there are no buses. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> outside of the cities. Yeah, true, yeah. They're like, oh, we're meant to have buses. Um, but what this morning we'd like you to, you know, I guess there was, there may be the people in, you know, maybe they work behind a counter in your local petrol station and maybe you stop a lot of the time but you've never actually spoken to them. Maybe it is someone sits beside you on public transport. Maybe it's a security guard you've just walked by a million times and never actually spoken to. So this morning we'd like you to give us an ode to the best friend you've never met. Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Jody's been on. I have a weird one. There's a person living over the road from me who leaves for work at the same time. So I'm driving down the road and they pull out of our driveway. It's not extraordinary in itself, but what's mad is that the consistency of it over the years, um, it's exactly the same time. Like, I, so much so that I started slowing down <laughs> and speeding up <laughs> to see what it change. And every time I was passing, they would pull out of the house. Uh, it made me start thinking whether it was a cast in The Truman Show or something like that. Because <laughs> uh, everything I did didn't matter it's just when I turned the corner they would pull out of the house like it was scripted <laughs> they all got little earpieces and here he comes hold everybody hold okay in three two one now now here he comes <laughs> just to mess with his head Evie's on the line hello Evie hi how's it going good it's Dermot here what part of the world are you in today oh I'm in now Navin. <laughs> and uh, who have you seen in your life that maybe became a friend but you've never spoken? It, I'm ringing actually, it's more from my mum. So mm. my mum is one of those power walkers that you see every morning, uh, like morning, noon and night. Oh. And it's all seasons out walking. They're the everything. backbone of Ireland, those women yeah, who power yeah, walk know, the roads the, in and fleeces. <laughs> and looking at the Fitbit going, how many steps are yeah. we doing? But she was walking and she kept meeting the same lady and she'd know if they would have this sorry, a secret code. Mm. If she was missing, the lady was missing the bus or running late for the bus and the whole lot. But my mum ended up going walking one day and she tore the crucial ligament off the <gasps> bone and she ended up in a cast and she wasn't walking for months. And so she was missing in action. And then eventually she got back into walking and when the lady saw her, she went running for her with tears in her eyes, running over to my mum, gave her a big hug and said, oh my God, you're okay. <laughs> I was so worried about you. <laughs> 
I think that she thought she was either croaked it or I had put her in a nursing home or something. <laughs> Isn't that just gorgeous? So this complete stranger, in yeah. a way, uh, just ran up and hugged her. Yeah, it was so nice. So they still have the same salute. They say hello to each other. They talk now on the way around the block, the whole lot. So it's a lovely relationship now that they have with strangers. Ah, oh, that's so lovely, Evie. Do you know what? Can we, can we send a, a lap blanket out for your mom oh, so next time when she comes in so. from the oh. walk then she can throw it over the legs oh that'd be lovely <laughs> and I can push her eventually in the chair that afterwards <laughs> yeah, yeah, if yeah. she does any more damage uh, can, I get it? can I say a big hello as well to all my team in Mon- Monroe Recruitment Monroe Recruitment <laughs> legends the lottie yeah and a big hello to my mom as well Rita is in the kitchen listening oh uh, how are you Rita the blanket's <laughs> on the way I hope the <laughs> knee is better alright thanks a million Get to ring me later for the cash machine. Okay, we'll put you down here and call Evie three o'clock. There you go. <laughs> See Evie, bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, we've also got Kate who's dropped us a voice note. Hi guys. Um, not really the exact same, but when I was a little bit younger, I was walking through Donnybrook in Dublin and I saw a girl I know and I was like, oh, hi Mary. And I walked past her and then I realised... I don't actually know her. She was Mary, one of the contestants on MasterChef Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I was mortified. <laughs> she was like, uh, hello. I'm sure you were sad during the week when you pictured me there. All bunged up and sweaty. Shoo! <laughs> I'm a merman. <laughs> I had a bit of a flu. In fairness, you always know Dave is sick if he's off because usually he likes to just be sick and come in and give it all to us. No, but if he actually no, doesn't come in, fair. that means that he is proper sick. I don't sick. think we can trace any illness in this in the show back to patient zero being me. I don't think that's fair. That's because we wear hazmat suits yeah, most of the time when you're that. here. Those face masks that we all wore during COVID, there's lots of them on all the time for the last 20 years. No, anyway. People literally think we have ducks bills. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I was struggling when I sat there and I said what can I do with my time what productive thing can I do I'm lying in bed I'm awake I'm asleep I'm sweating I'm not sweating what can I do find some decent bad jokes nah stick with the bad ones <laughs> what I did was I challenged myself because there was a message in one of the voice notes came in during the week on Monday it was I think when we were talking about this dilemma I have between my son's football final and the Germany Metallica show. Yeah, it's not a dilemma when you decide that you're just going to go to Metallica and leave your son's game out of it. Like, that's no longer a dilemma. That's that's just a selfish solution. (laughs) Well, I call it a dilemma. The the listener said, I just wasn't trying hard enough to get back on the Saturday morning, that my flight was going to get in later than the, the final. And they said, just cop on, work harder. Yeah, you need to take it fully on board like a like a project, like a work project. You're trying to get over the line. And you need to go so deep into Skyscanner <laughs> that oh. you literally feel like you could know the captains of KLM Durant. Airlines by first name. Skyscanner's amateur compared to where I ended up. <laughs> you like some kind of this. military flight path <laughs> <laughs> dark web website. I am going... To Metallica next Friday. Yes. And then I am going to make it to the AUL in Clanshock for the cup final of the Hackett Cup with the under 11s Saturday team from Port Marnock AFC because I have figured out how to speak German. So here's what I figured out, right? <laughs> yeah. If you search for things, in English on skyscanner.ie you will find many flights from the Aer Lingus and the British Airways and all of that and occasionally a Lufthansa however if you go deep into Hamburg's airport website right the DAA of Hamburg when you go in there you can book flights on Hamburg's airport website and even though Lufthansa didn't offer me this on their own website Mm. or through Skyscanner I found Ein Flug, a flight, <laughs> von Hamburg, from Hamburg, mm. to München, Munich, at 6 a.m. Flugen hell. Yeah. <laughs> 6 a.m. on Saturday morning, the 27th, there's a flight to Munich. 
<laughs> there was always a Munich to Dublin flight that would get me there on time, but I mean, Emer was looking at train mm. times. The train was eight hours. I could never make it after the Metallica. The flug will get me into Munich Airport 40 minutes before the Munich to Dublin flight takes off. That's now, Dermot, height turnaround. It is. I need to ask you about it because you've done this weird thing where you went and saw a band in Tilburg and near Eindhoven, ended up in Amsterdam, had to get to Bristol. What was your yeah. turnaround in the airport time? Uh, it was about 90 minutes, and they were saying that was tight. I mean, I'm hoping for some German efficiency here that they just get me off the plane and get me onto the Munich to Dublin Aer Lingus flight as quick as is humanly possible. I had to have a Dutch man waiting with a car oh, to race me to the gig. Oh, I don't need that. I, well, I do need a taxi from... Yeah, I'll arrive into Dublin. Have you tried to get a taxi uh, out of Dublin <laughs> airport? I'll arrive at Dublin. Oh, there's a car down in the cash. There's, there's a thousand people in the queue. I know, but we're going to bring them up really slowly, <laughs> one by one. Could you not just send up five? No. I'm going to send up one. I am expecting Hamburg efficiency, Munich efficiency and Irish efficiency. I will arrive into Dublin at about 9.55 a.m. Saturday morning. Kickoff in the Hackett Cup is 10.45. I will be wearing my Port Marnock gear. I'll bring my Port Marnock gear to the Metallica gig. But hang on. The gig is going to finish around 11 o'clock or something. Yeah. And what time do you have to be in the airport? Four. So you're going to... I'm going to go, go back two to two or three Airbnb. hours sleep. Three hours, Kip. Up. I'm taxi. It's just an Air B. <laughs> you didn't even get the second <laughs> B. I'm the B, you're right. But then what happens is I get this. And I get this. <laughs> it's the mashup that nobody wants. Uh, yeah, seriously, I'm going to go to see Metallica. Oh, is your son delighted? Did you, did you give him the news that the daddy and coach, same person, are going to be there on the sideline cheering on and falling asleep? No, because I never told him that I that my flight when they I never told him the kickoff time changed. I never broke that news to him because so, so he I always thought you were coming. He just assumed, oh, you booked the other flights, you're, you're coming, Daddy. That's fine. So I just never broke it to him that there was a chance that I wasn't going to make it. Uh, you missed an opportunity to be a hero there. Mm, yeah. Those moments, you got to keep clocking them up <laughs> before they wake up as a teenager and hate your guts. <laughs> These are things you need to be storing up. Golden so, Daddy moments. I think now. I think now. My my moments should be fine. I should. Assuming nothing goes wrong, I don't sleep it out. The taxi driver gets me there in time, and the flights are not delayed, and passport isn't too bad, and the taxis in Dublin Airport get me to the AUL. I should be able to see Metallica on Friday. See, oh, is that the Germans ringing me? Is there some issue? No. <laughs> German's phone's going off. But he doesn't know where I don't it even is. Know where it is. But uh, as long as nothing, I will see Metallica on Friday night. I will coach the under-11s on Saturday morning and I will see Metallica on Sunday night. That is currently happening. So fingers That's crossed a result. Everybody. It is a result. It was a result of being sick. I think we should be burning sage in here or something just to try and get, you know, any negative energy out. Get those delays out of the universe's way. At least I'm not flying through France where the strikes are happening every five minutes. So fingers crossed I should be okay. Some flugan achievement, man. <laughs> It's Today FM. Paula Dwyer's in Carrick on Shore in County Tipperary. Hi, Paula. Oh, well, I'm on the radio. Oh, you're on the radio and the buzzer went off, which means you just won a Dermot Dave Luck. Thank you. Well, I got some shock when the phone rang. All right, well, come here. You're on the radio now with the two of us. What's the crack with you? Well, come here, listen, I was on, do you know the Ray Foley show one day? I've heard of him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, and we do. I was telling him I was doing the vagina monologues in Carrick and Shore. Uh-huh. So I'm actually doing it again tonight. And tonight? Yeah. And are so tickets still available? Huh? Are there tickets still available? No, no, we're sold out. Hey, listen oh, to me. I'm relieved they're that, that it... for tickets. There, there's a queue for tickets for this. Like, I'm relieved you know? that it's actually a show and it wasn't just a euphemism for you having a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, remind I'm him. Here and going, 
I'm going to give another plug now because we have the Clancy Festival here in Carrick and Shore on June, in June. Right. So I'm rehearsing for the Tinker's wedding as well. So we're doing lunchtime. Yes, you're some Brunei. actress, aren't you? Oh, I'm an actress. Here. Will you? Will you? Um, we'll we'll set up the scene here and to give people a flavour um, of the vagina monologues. Will oh you, Jesus! I think your man got into trouble the last yeah, time. Yeah, I was just about to stop there. there as soon no, as he said that. Is there a little bit of it uh, in your in your script that you can do? That's not. If Foley got in trouble last time, let's not this? go down the same <laughs> road this time. Give us a clean bit. No, come here. There's kind of no clean bit really in it now. To be honest, <laughs> you with know you. what. And, and a woman rang up the last time and abused Ray Foley. <laughs> and that's bad now. And that happens like, every day. Especially <laughs> a woman that she has a vagina. She should know everything that goes on like so. <laughs> what about the other play then? Have you learned any of that script yet? Oh, yes, I have. The Tinker's Wedding. Yeah, give us a bit of that then. Yeah. So it's a, it's a... Uh, that's a sweet tongue you have, Zanya Sarah Casey. But it's sleep the grand thing. It's a grand thing to be walking up a day like this when there's a warm sun in it and you'll hear the cuckoos crying out on top of the hill. Oh, oh my God. God. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> One thing you can look forward to as you get older is waking up with mystery ailments, mystery pains, and your body doing things that... You weren't expecting and clearly has never happened before. I hear you. I mean, I banged the kitchen table yesterday to make a maths point to my daughter during homework. <laughs> and I have a bruise on the inside of my finger. It's not sore, but I managed to burst some kind of a blood vessel by going 41, 42. It's really... And I looked at him and went, why is my <laughs> finger all black and weird? <laughs> broken my finger. That's my pointing finger. Yes! This is what happened to me this morning. Got out of bed, innocently. <laughs> a day like any other day. Right. Went into the bathroom. Took a look at myself in the mirror. Good God! It's not pretty. One of my eyes was partially open. I knew it would come around eventually. <laughs> but it wasn't my eye that was the issue. Oh. It was my nose. And when I, you know, in the morning time, you might like to take a couple of sniffs just to kind of... <laughs> Make sure you're Kickstart the system Right And I went to take a sniff And when I sniffed in I heard this What? My nose went And I was like What sound is that? So then I went I better test it again Obviously if you've heard that the first time Yeah So I sniffed in again And I heard (laughs) Louder and weirder and I was like, oh my God, what has happened while I was asleep? Yeah. It's like the, the interior of my nose just collapsed in on itself. <laughs> so then I tried it again. <laughs> and I was like, this is, oh, this is terrible. I'm yes. going to have to go to the doctor or something. I can't even go to work. How am I going to talk on the radio if every time I take a breath in? <laughs> and you're very inhaley. Yeah. You're very... I like- <laughs> You know, so if we hear that, every time that happens, that would be terrifying. <laughs> I do like to do my nasal breathing. Oh, we know, we know well. Oh, and then, just when I'm getting into panic mode about how the hell I'm going to get through the day yeah. and what kind of operation I'm going to need to fix my whatever kind of what do you, my deviated septums <laughs> yes. that have reverse engineered time while I was asleep. <laughs> I look to my left out the window and onto the flat roof at the back of my house. Right. And I see a big seagull. And he's looking in the window at me. Right. And he goes, What? And I realise that by complete coincidence, every single time I had sniffed, he had gone, So, it wasn't my nose. It was him. Why? But they were just... Perfectly in unison. How was he timing his? I don't know, but he was doing it perfectly so that every time I went, he went. Oh, (laughs) so it's okay, everybody. Oh, my nose is relatively intact, as it could be, but it's not actually making that noise. I'm trying to figure out. It was him. What? 
what conspiracy theory we can create from this? Because we all know birds are government agents. I mean, that's like standard, Clearly. right? Like, they were invented by, by the CIA. <laughs> so we all <laughs> yeah. know that. But why, why was he doing this? What was he achieving? Was he just with his well, mates going, look, watch your man. He's going to think he's going he's, he's gone for one already. No, maybe he thinks that's how we speak, and he was just trying to talk back. Maybe he thinks sniffs is how the humans communicate. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he frightened the crap out of me. Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave Show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave, weekday mornings from nine on Today FM.